I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply, valid through June 30th. There is a whole collection of black lead products at Walmart that can fit into your daily routine. And in every purchase, there is power. So show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long, because every time we buy a black led brand, we make room for another. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choice at Walmart. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products that you can add to your daily routine. Managing our money in our 20s can feel like a bit of a challenge, whether you're saving for your first car or for a big overseas trip. It can take time to get there. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you are trying to manage your money in your 20s or trying to run a small business, Intuit helps you take control through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair any where you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. Hello everybody and welcome back to the psychology of your 20s, the podcast where we talk through some of the big life changes and transitions of our 20s and what they mean for our psychology. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. New listeners, old listeners, wherever you are in the world. We have a special guest on for this episode. And I'm going to say I've been, this was one of the first content creators slash podcasters I ever was a huge fan of back in the day of the early stages of YouTube. So it feels like a full circle moment to bring her on to talk everything, dating, moving to a big city, work, life, relationships. In our 20s, she has an amazing perspective. So welcome, Katie. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Absolutely. I feel like this is obviously a show about our 20s and your content really, I think, encapsulates a lot of what we're going through. If you don't know who Katie is, she is a YouTuber, podcaster, content creator, also freelance graphic designer. Is that correct? Yep. 
Yes, that's what I studied in college. That's what <laughs> I'm like technically trained to do, but I do a lot of other things too on top of that. Yeah, which we like. You've got to have like diversity. You've got to diversify the career portfolio when you're young. And so I, the reason I really wanted to bring you on, like I said before, is, you know, you really, a lot of your content has for me really highlighted what my 20s should be like as someone who's also highlighting that for other people. So it's like really interesting to see how, you know, even when you talk about this every single day, you still sometimes need like other people to look to, to be like, am I doing this right? Like, should I be doing something else? Of course. What's going on? Imposter syndrome. 101, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you, ex- I'm sure you've experienced that so much given you've been like on the internet since you were like 14, 15. Yeah, 14, 2009, made my first YouTube video. It's still up somewhere in the depths of the internet. Oh, really? But oh, of course, I've gone through so many phases with this. And I think especially with the emergence of TikTok, that really threw me for a loop. Like I entered that and It's been a while since I was just extremely bad at social media. Like I always thought of myself as being the Mm. one that's good at social media. You know, like I've, you know, grown this audience on YouTube and it translated into Instagram. And I even got a corporate job for a hot second that really was, you know, the reason for that job was because I was well-versed in social media. And then TikTok comes along. I start my Mm. account thinking, oh, I'm going to be not, you know, toot my own horn, but I'm like, "I'm, I'm good at creating content. Oh my Mm. God, it took me probably a good six months just to learn how to use the app and be able to do like, you know, the sounds and, and line up my mouth with the words and, oh my God, props (laughs) to everybody who like starts on TikTok. It's such a craft like that I'm still learning. So yeah, imposter syndrome to the max, always. (laughs) Oh, I can absolutely imagine because I'm in the same boat. I, I cannot stand. Well, I love TikTok as a user. But I absolutely hate it as like a content creator. Oh, yeah. And so I don't even I it's I just feel such like a pressure, like a pressure and a sense of of dread (laughs) and like, oh, if I'm not if I'm not doing if I'm not on TikTok, like I'm not going to get as many opportunities. And for me, it's been like this whole mentality of being like, actually, you know what you're good at. You do this thing that you do well and you really like doing it and you don't like making TikToks and you don't like. Yeah being too out there on social media so it's like how about you just focus on that and not try and be like in everything you know what I mean right I think we struggle with that as people that are like multi-hyphenate types that consider themselves Mm. to be more than just one thing like I'm not you know an architect or a lawyer like I'm the social media creator there's so many different kinds of social media that you're working on it and so it feels like you have to do it all all the time oh my goodness yeah and you can't just be like it's so interesting if you I was like at this party the other day and someone was like, what do you do for work? <laughs> what do you say to that? What do you say to that? Well, this was like everyone in the room was like a finance bro. Every single one of them was worked for like an investment capital. I don't even know what, what it's called. And so I say one of two things. Either I say I work in radio because that's it, right. Mm-hmm. Like people can people have like a a relational narrative around what radio is and radio presenters or I just say that I'm an entertainer um but then I realized that that has other connotations the other day uh so like an adult entertainer it's a bit vague a bit vague (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's like so you're not a musician you're not an actor you're an entertainer are you a clown like um yeah because when you say like I'm I'm a content creator you say I'm a podcaster 
Yeah. People do not know how to respond to that. It's one of those things where, like I said, multi-hyphenate. It's like, I'm a podcaster, YouTuber, Instagrammer, occasional TikToker, tried threads for two days. You know, it's like you just dip your toe. You're a multi-hyphenate, like so many hyphens. So I, I actually said, like, I mean, I think about it as far as like what's on or what was on my hinge profile. I said social media, occupation, social media. I work in social media. Typically, when you say that, there aren't too too many questions like it's like oh okay she probably works for an agency or like with people I hardly know I'm like I don't really need to give you the whole spiel unless you care to know more you know it's like yeah yeah (laughs) the other thing that I think you talk about which I found really relatable which I said to you before I know has now changed um is your kind of approach to dating slash I would say some of the milestone anxiety around the fact that you hadn't really ever had a boyfriend until very recently. Can you talk us through, there's a few stages to this that I think are really fascinating because I think that a lot of people message me and they're like, how do I deal with this stigma, this anxiety, this desperation almost that I've never dated someone, everyone around me has, and I'm lonely and I feel like I'm missing out and I feel like there's something wrong with me. Can you kind of talk through what that if you had that experience maybe you did oh my goodness yes I have yes I have I mean it's evident in my content because I've of course filmed my whole life for the past 14 15 mm. years and so like I go back and now I've, I've been in this relationship new relationship for three weeks now I've met him two months ago on a dating app after 27 years of being single 27 years of situationships of course you know a few month long flings where you know you you don't really even know what happened one night stands going on a second date thinking it went great getting ghosted like I have experienced probably everything possible in the realm of failed dating experiences like you know I've been the one to cut things off like I just wasn't feeling I think it's one of those things where I grew up very this is such a great thing, but it has definitely affected the way that I live and love. My parents have the most beautiful love, like the most beautiful love story, the way they met, the way they fell in love. Like there's this whole like fairy tale feeling to it. And Mm. growing up, like my parents never fought. They're best friends. Like they make fun of each other. They still like make out in front of my sister and I, we think it's like the most disgusting thing ever but in the best way obviously because we're we're great we feel grateful because you know I have so many friends that their parents are divorced or they have Mm. you know there's just been problems in their parents relationship and so for me I'm like I'm so grateful for that but it definitely has kind of bled into my love life in the sense of like Mm. I'm comparing everybody like I didn't personally have any previous relationships to compare you know I'm in this new relationship now I have nothing Mm. previous to compare it to the only thing that I've ever compared anything to is my parents love and it's one of those things where I'm like so grateful that I have parents that are in love but it also like every time I go on a date or have gone on dates in the back of my mind there's that nagging little like well well like will you love them like Mm. your parents love each other so then you know that's definitely been in the back of my mind my whole my whole dating journey, you know? It's very interesting what you point to there, which is that our first example of love is the relationship we have with our caregivers. And if we have parents that are still together, the relationship that they have with each other. 
that is like our only blueprint our only blueprint everyone is just following on from really what they saw in their childhood and it's interesting because we know about you know attachment styles and things like that Mm -hmm. but I think that we often talk about you know anxious anxious attachment dismissive avoidant but there are elements of a secure attachment as well that still make it hard to date and like the fairy tale narrative and not wanting to settle but then having everyone be like well you're never going to find anyone with those standards right I heard I heard that so often I still like I don't hear it anymore because obviously I have a boyfriend now but I hear it I used to hear it all the time where I'd be like oh is it really that much to ask that this person like treats me really really well yeah and is it yeah is it really that much to ask that like I get flowers every now and again like what yeah I mean I think I'm definitely in in terms of just how I love even in my platonic relationships like I love hard like I love I don't love halfway like if I you know if I meet someone and I don't particularly mesh well with them like it's pretty obvious from the get-go because I you know when I like really latch on to someone and like I definitely Mm. have one of those types of attachment styles where like I'm always thinking about everybody that I love, like at all times of the day. Like a f- close friend of mine, first day of work today, I think she thought everyone forgot I'm texting her first yeah. thing. And it's not not trying to say like, oh, I'm such a great person, like whatever. That's just the way I love. And so it's tough when you, you know, you go into situationships or when you're ghosted and you don't receive that back. Like the reason yeah. why I chose or, you know, of course he chose me, mutual choosing me being in this new relationship with this guy that I met on the dating app. I have I'm not disclosing his name yet. That's like the one no, thing please. I'm keeping under keep wraps. It, keep it to yourself. So I'm going to refer to him as my boyfriend, but it's also so weird saying that like I haven't, you know, 27 years have never said, "Oh, my boyfriend." Like yeah. this is so and so my boyfriend. So weird. But the reason why I've decided to finally choose him like after years of being picky, years of not settling even though people are like, "Hey, your your standards are too high," is because he gives me back like he gives me what I need. I give him what he needs and we have this like it it feels like a friendship but just like times a million. It's like we have this great banter all the time. It's not just like when we're drinking, you know, which I feel like yeah, when I, I was dating it was, you know, a lot easier after a few like gin and tonics like in the beginning. But no, I like I feel like we have this like kindred spirits vibe. That is the kindred spirits like I feel like I've known him forever. And I've never felt that before. And I, I see parts of that like in my parents' love, which is comforting. But I also, I think through the years of doing this, have realized like my love is not going to be the same as my parents' love because, you know, I I don't, I didn't grow up in the 80s, this, mm. you know, the 70s, the 80s. And times are different. Like I, I was really beating myself up for a minute there when I met this guy on this on a dating app. I was like, no, mm. no, I didn't want to do it that way. I wanted to meet him in person. I wanted to be at a, a coffee shop and he asked me what book I'm reading. Like, that's what I wanted. But, you know, we live in a different age now. So mm. the fairy tale story is going to look a little different, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't feel the same. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's like, I know, I do know what you mean. It's like having a good story. Like, I think me and my ex had a great story. Our, our like first time meeting was like, was out of a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And like, I've talked about it before, but like I was his waitress um, at a bar on his 21st birthday and he was there with his mom and his mom ended up giving me his number when they left. And I was like, 
to be con- and like ran back in and gave me the number and he didn't know and basically it's this whole beautiful story that didn't change the trajectory of our love right it, it which is so interesting it actually it it was a nice story and it was nothing more because if the relationship isn't good, you know, a story is only as good as long as you can tell it. And once you've broken up, you can't tell it anymore because do you know what I mean? The content of the relationship isn't great. I just got chills like hearing that. You're so right. Really? Yeah. It's like at at some point, you know, the story ends and it's not Mm. something you talk about. It's either. Yeah. There's this Taylor Swift song, the story of us. And she's like, you know, kind of discussing like, what will our story be? Will it be like love or an end? And, you know, that was, that song was made so long ago. I wonder if she even thinks about that story anymore. You know, it's it's interesting. That's a really good question. Let's give her a call. Let's call her up. (laughs) Why don't you just call Taylor up? (laughs) (laughs) I was, I was like, is she going to say it or am I going to say it? No, one of us has to say it. Yeah, duh. (laughs) Yeah, like, and I think it's interesting because our our stories now have a lot of parallels and I really waited, like, after my last relationship ended, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not doing situationships anymore. I'm not doing one-sided anything. And I Mm -hmm. made, like, this list of, like, what I was looking for. Did you have a list of, like, non-negotiables or did you just know them? I just know them. I there was a point living in New York I mean there's a lot of opportunities here because there's a lot of people here and a lot of single people here especially in your 20s I feel like people oftentimes don't settle down here until they're in their like mid 30s and it's completely natural and normal like in the city it's just Mm. kind of it's not like a shocking thing to hear oh like yeah they're getting married at at 36 like you know and that not to say that's old but you know my mom and dad got married at 27 28 so yeah. you always kind of have this like freak out moment because I'm 27 now turning 28 in October. So I'm like, oh, my God. I, But New York does give you that comfort of like, oh, I have time. So that's like a, a plus of living here. I feel like people, you know, career first, having fun first, which can always, mm. you know, can be a, a positive or a negative depending on how you look at it. But I know, but I, I it's this thing of like milestone anxiety where it's right. like. Uh, yes right and it's so cultural and like societal and contextual because I like it's so interesting that you're talking about how in New York it's like everyone they commit a little bit later they have they they feel like they have more of this 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 like uh, time carved out for freedom but like amongst the people that I'm around I would say the majority of them are in their early 20s and either live with or have a very serious partner Oh, yeah. Especially like in Australia, I think, but also in the places outside of the major cities. Yeah. Like I have friends who like moved in with their boyfriends at like 22, got engaged at like 23, 21. Oh, yeah. Um, People from my hometown. Uh, absolutely. Facebook was a scary place like for f- a few years there for me. I mean, even still, like it's like I open it up. I'm like, oh, another baby, another engagement. And look at me. But yeah, New York definitely has that element of I think people, you know, there's not as much of a rush. Granted. I always, as a woman, feel like there's a bit of a rush. Like, you know, you always, I'm already looking into, you know, maybe when I turn 30, that's what I, you know, I freeze my eggs. Like, I'm not ready Mm -hmm. for that right now. But your question about, like, did I have, like, a checklist or something when I was, like, going on dates? No, but there was a point there when I was going on, like, actually two, potentially three dates a week. Like, I was just plowing through it. I mean, not that I was like desperate to find him or whatever but mostly because everyone's doing it which I think is like really really um quite like valuable right because I feel like when I 
was single, I always felt this pressure to like, to meet someone and to be like, and to be like my friends, right? To be like happily with someone at 23. But then I also had this mentality of like, is that actually what I want right now? Because I really like being single. And I like that I have my independence and I like that I'm able to do my own thing. And it wasn't that like someone's going to detract from that, but it's like, if I'm going to add another person in here, they better be really, really worth it. And it's like interesting that I think from a lot of those experiences I had where I was dating people who like wouldn't commit or who were like quite awful or who... Um, you know, would ghost me, like you said, after like a couple of dates or I would, you know, unfortunately ghost them or, and it was like, I'm kind of sick of being treated like a second option or I'm sick of being treated poorly. And I took like a six months, I took six months off um, from dating. And I was like, I'm going to give the dating apps one more try. At, like, I'm just going to do it one more time. And I was like, you know, when you like are on dating apps and you're like, I don't actually really want to talk to anyone. Yep. Yep. I just feel like I need to be there. I, I wanted, yeah, I've I've been in that realm as well where I just like want like a little confidence boost. I'm like, oh, all these people like me? Amazing. I'm going to do nothing mm. with this. I'm not going to reach out to a <laughs> single person. Wait, are you are you yeah. teeing up the fact that was the last date you went on, like the, the last date in your mind, you're like, oh, this is my last one was when you met your boyfriend? Yeah. Same I wasn't here. teeing it up. Oh my God, really? Yeah. So actually crazy enough. I don't know if I like fully believe in all of this, but a year ago, May 2022, I went yeah. to see a psychic with my friend Colby, who you know from the podcast from Match yeah. Made. Went to see a psychic, like we were just having a drunk night, got pizza, psychic was right there. You know, why don't it we happens. just pop in, see what she has to say. Got my palm read, did the whole thing, was giggling the whole time. She goes, in a year's time, you are going to meet the love of your life. And I'm like, okay, lady, sure. Like, sure. Oh, I just got chills. That was May 2022. May 2023, not too long ago, I said on my podcast, guys, I'm so sick of the dating apps. I'm so sick of situationship after situationship. So sick of me even going on dates and being like, I am, I'm just like not clicking with people. Like, I'm so sick mm. of this. Like, I, it's summer. I'm going to go on one last hinge date of summer. I'm deleting the app after that. Like, I just need a break. I wasn't like, this is when I'm going to meet the person. I was like, I just mm. need a break. I matched with my now boyfriend, May 2023, a year after I saw the psychic. And it's crazy because I didn't even remember this. A podcast listener pointed this out to me. I completely really? forgot about this psychic experience. I mean, I was like drunk and it was a year ago and like, you know, time flies a lot a lot of dates since then but yeah and now we're official and I'm dating him <laughs> isn't that crazy it is I actually got chills <laughs> when you said that like a year later and the fact that you're like ugh, like this this lady she just wants to sell you know the the extended package yeah. for more palm ratings I mean Slash. she probably did but like alas it ended but up being kind of cute yeah but it's like it's so funny when you're like you have that skepticism and I think it's really so I I have this theory right is that when you are finally at your wits end slash like highly skeptical your guard is most up and so you're better able to actually discern someone's character and also you're not looking for it and when I was single I absolutely hated the phrase it will come when you least expect it 
Oh my God. Don't even get me started on that one. Don't even get me started. I was like, I am a very- People love to say that. (laughs) Yeah. They love to say that. I will never say that to anyone because I remember how it felt to hear that. 27 years of being single, like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. It's a tough one. Also, when people say that, they're like, uh, you know, it'll happen when you least expect it. It's like, I'm a very anxious person. I'm always expecting everything. Like that is the- No, I'm a hopeless romantic. I'm always expecting a love story to happen every day of my life. I fall in love- six times a day with people on the street so like no I'm always expecting it so am I just never gonna find love like is that (laughs) you know exactly and I'm also like that is ridiculous because you can be very intentional and meet someone amazing like you can be set up like it's I I hate it's a numbers game it is a numbers game like we were talking about it's it's a numbers game it's interesting because like when we were just when you were just discussing your new boo um and how you were like I'm gonna go on one more date same thing this is this is kind of crazy and also I have not really spoken about this on the podcast I'm kind of like hard launching here Ooh, okay but he's I I, I've I've talked to him about it so like I know he's fine with it and he's probably listening right now because he's a good boy and listens to all my episodes but um it was really interesting because I had been in Bali actually and while I was in Bali um which is like the Australian version of going to like Mexico like or going to like Cancun, like you go to Bali. Yeah. Um, and I was there with like a bunch of people who were like freshly single. I mean, like straight out of relationships and they were like ready to get it on essentially. And they were like, we're in Bali. Let's like have heaps of sex and go on heaps of dates. And I was like, oh my God, I feel really left out. I was like, I've got FOMO <laughs> here. I want to do that. And so I downloaded it and I matched with one person and that was him. And then chills chills yeah. chills chills but then I ghosted him which is yeah because I was in Bali and I had lost my phone and I was just like I'm having the best time I actually find ra- ghost how long it was like two days three days oh where, okay. and he'd like asked well it wasn't great and I like he it's a soft ghost it's a soft ghost and it was interesting as well ghost. yeah because you technically ghosted your your man as well oh for a full week he spelled my name wrong of course I did (laughs) (laughs) I said you come back I'm like send him to timeout you come back I'm gonna give you a no reply come back when you've learned your lesson and you can spell my name right because I'm not going on a date with someone who doesn't know how to spell my name (laughs) yeah no that's absolutely the bare minimum (laughs) the bare minimum but I like I I like um yeah I ghosted him and he like asked me this amazing question and he like he came he was like, I don't like small talk. I'm going to ask you 10 questions about like yourself. Wow. How thrilling. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to say best dating advice ever. If you're a guy listening to this, which I'm guessing there's not many of you, but if there are, you're getting a really amazing golden nugget of advice (laughs) here. Do that. Ask the questions straight away, cut through the small talk. And it was so impressive. And then we went and then I came back and I was like, I'm so sorry. I ghosted you. All these things happened. I also ran into an ex while I was over there, which was, it actually was it was closure though I was like oh my god I I think it was like the final thing because I hadn't really been committed to dating because I was still so upset and like hurt by what this person had done to me and then I like saw him again and I was like yeah right we're done with that I was like done moving on and then I was like all right let's go on a date and I went on the date and I was like same reaction I was like wow I was like, this is such bad timing for this to be happening right now. Right. I was like, yeah. this is this is what it's going to be. And I was like, this is just terrible timing. <laughs> so I was like, I'm about to move. All this stuff is happening. But I think in terms of your story, I, 
I really find that it would be highly relatable to people who message me and are like, I've never had a boyfriend, right? Um, and we feel a lot of pressure around that, which we've spoken about. What kind of advice would you give to them now kind of on the other side, right? It's such a thrilling story to be like, to see that transition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, I've struggled with it. You know, it's been 27 years of occasionally feeling like, wow, look at me. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself for not settling. I'm proud of myself for not entering a relationship with someone that I I just knew in my bones was not right. I'm proud Mm. of myself for sticking to my guns. But then Valentine's Day rolls around. Or, you know, you see a TikTok of people who met when they were 22 and then fell in love and already have three babies by 27 where I am now. And you start comparing yourself. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's there's really good days of like, wow, look at me go. I'm proud of myself. Like, you know, Mm. I have this epic career that I've crafted from the ground up. You know, this job that I have that has like been my life that I'm so passionate about and yet I get like into this this funk of like oh but I'm single but like it's like oh I'm like oh one day my life will be complete when I have everything when I have yeah. it all and of course you know you, you lean on like the tv shows Carrie Bradshaw said like in New York you're always looking for three things a boyfriend an apartment or a job and I'm like, well, I have two. I have a fabulous West Village apartment that I'm like so proud that I'm and happy with myself that I'm able to live here and I have a great job. But then there was always that missing piece. Mm. And I always, of course, you know, I'm one of those types of thinkers. I like to look into the why. I'm very curious, have always been. I'm assuming a lot of people that listen to your podcast also are very curious. And it's a blessing, but also a curse because you tend to want to know the reason for everything so I looked at myself of you know a single girl at 27 and I'm like okay let's just go through all the things that must be wrong with me because like there has to be I'm like I you know there has to be because I look at my friends and I'm like oh well you know they have a boyfriend but this is how they are different than me and this maybe I should be less present on social media maybe that's a turn off like I've and you also like kind of take with you every negative thing that's ever been said about you especially by a man if you are interested in men like I everything every negative thing a guy has ever said to me like lives on me like you know a tattoo like I I haven't forgotten third grade hairy arms that was like my biggest really you know, insecurity Someone said oh, that to you in third grade someone like yes early on pointed out the hairy arms and so, you know, of course, I'm like, Mom, I need to shave. I need to shave. And she's like, you're oh. not shaving your arms. Years later, I, I do shave my arms now. And I'm like, it's like, it, it was one of those things I made the decision in mm. college. But of course, like, I still remember all of that. So it's one of those things where you never forget. And you use those things to hurt yourself when you're in those moments of like, maybe I'm not the most powerful, most amazing girl in New York. Maybe I'm just, there's something wrong with me. And you feel mm. lonely. But... I have to say, like being on, quote, the other side of it now, like, oh, you know, I am I'm 27 with my first boyfriend. It's all very new and very exciting. And but also very much like I still think to myself, you know, did I make the right decision? Like, did I? But then I remind myself, I'm like, I'm not getting married. Oh, no. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's like there is, you know, you get into the relationship and it's not like all of your worries end, you know? Yeah. I think that's the one takeaway that I'm feeling. It's like, 
be picky. Don't settle. Don't listen to people that are like, your standards are too high. Not true. I mean, you're not going to find a perfect person. I think we're all aware of that. And being someone that was told that, don't set, like, you know, don't or do settle pretty much. Like, you know, you need some experience on your belt. No, BS. Like, I, my boyfriend now has had girlfriends in the past, not super recently, but like in the past. And I think the the best thing has just been super honest, like being super honest up front with him, being like, hey, he he was fully aware before he asked me that this was going to be my first. He's taken it very seriously, but been very like gentle with it. And he's like, so find someone that's like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, they, they're out there. They exist. <clears throat> they really do. I don't know. The ones they... that like want, they want to commit. They want the commitment from you. Like they want, you know, to have that like label, but not for the wrong reasons. And yeah, it's just been, it's been a learning experience. <laughs> All of it. He knows everything, everything that I've always been insecure to share, especially having this career where my life is my job and posting about it. And he's been so great with that, like with not worrying. Last night he was like, so I think some of your followers found me on LinkedIn. I'm like, I follow about 3000 people on Instagram. I also don't even like use my LinkedIn. So I don't, I don't know how they could possibly do it, but people are very smart. Anyway, so I was like, in horror sitting at this bar listening to him talk about oh like I think a couple people like found me on LinkedIn but he's not saying it in like a proud way he's saying it in just a matter of fact like this is what happened and I was waiting for him to be like mad about it or like any sort of like anger because I've experienced that in the past with people that I've been in like situationships with and I've talked about on the internet and he goes oh I think it's you know it is what it is these these people are super sleuths like he's like just you know treating everything like it's just another day I don't have to worry about that with him which has always been something that I've like held my breath like I went on a date actually very conveniently very funny at the exact same bar that I went on my first date with my boyfriend in same bar with a guy who I met actually in a more you know romantic way like we met out and he like came up and asked for my number and you know did that whole thing and we went to this bar had drinks and we're talking about other things and then all of a sudden he's like oh so what do you do for work and I was like oh explaining my career and he goes oh I'm sorry you were perfect till you said that you're an influencer I can't date an influencer he pays the check walks out literally but how it's so interesting so it's the same bar that I met my now boyfriend in oh my god a year later a year and a half ish later yeah yeah so of course that's something that I'm guarded in that way you yeah know? I'm like oof, I don't I want to protect the, my one first love, my first love being the podcast. Yeah. And yeah. YouTube. YouTube. Ac- actually, YouTube being the first love because the podcast is more recent. But, you know. Yeah. Same so. thing. The the community almost. Like, like it's, it's no. Yes. Like my, my girls. And yeah. like, my, my people. My people. Like, the come hernies. on. You think that you'll ever come first? Uh-uh. I have all these girls that have been with me since 2009 like yeah. absolutely not honey it's not happening <laughs> so interesting though like we're we gonna refer to another i'm gonna refer to another taylor swift song here um mm. which is invisible string which is like how interesting that you went on that date with that person who by the way dodged a bullet because if anyone ever said that to me i would be incredibly upset but also actually I would just lose all respect for them. Like, like what do, what do you Narrow-minded. 
I mean, he was a finance finance bro, classic, just like thinks that all influencers are like boneheads, which come on, actually, we have a lot of street smarts and, and book smarts to be able to do something like this. Yeah, you're running so, your own business. Like you're running your own business. You are entirely, you're paying your own bills. You have to think about brand management, marketing, the the future. If you work in finance, someone's going to tell you what to do day in and day out. Like, I'm sorry to say it. Like, Ooh. and I think that's... I wish you were there to tell him that. Oh my God, I would have. <laughs> and I know that your current boyfriend works in finance, but he does not count. He is... Yeah, no. He's different. <laughs> oh, he's he is different in many ways. Many yeah. Ways. <laughs> but it's that, that invisible string, right? Where it's like, right? only in hindsight can you look back and be like, all of those things that felt really terrible at the time and that were really disappointing had to happen to get me to this point. And so I really think that when I think in this, you know, when we're talking to, when I'm talking to people who have never had a relationship, have had their hearts broken a lot of times, wonder if they'll ever find someone. It's only with hindsight that you see how everything, and I know it sounds awful, but does happen for a reason. All that if you're happy with your current self, you can't be mad at your past self because that all of those things needed to happen to get you there. You would be a completely different person, perhaps a lot less happy if those painful things maybe hadn't happened previously. I completely agree. Like every past version of myself has kind of been like I picture it being like, you know, when you put your hands together and someone you can like launch someone up over a fence like that. Like that's I picture it like a chain of like Katie's with different hair colors because I've gone through many phases just like (laughs) boosting boosting me up until I've gotten to meet this incredible guy that I now you know and it's it's been a journey because I I just have trusted my gut the whole time even if even in the times where like it's been kind of hard like I've let people go that ended up being like you know, I, I think back to this one particular, which was kind of like my first, I have never been in love, like to this, at this point in time. Like, I feel like no. I could get there with this current guy. I'm not <gasps> rushing things. I really mm. like him a lot. But of course, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be slow and steady and listen to myself and not rush into things. But my first like time getting close to feeling that way was with this situationship guy that I, you know, started in college. Met this guy in high school, and it ended up being one of those things where like he was a few years younger than me, but in college we like continued to talk. Every time I come home, it was like one of those like hometown romances. Mm. And I was the one. Long story short, I was the one to end that because I just didn't feel like there was a spark. Like I didn't feel like we had chemistry. I mean, he was like a. He was a really interesting guy, very cool guy, but I felt like specifically sexually, we just didn't have chemistry. Like mm. it just it always felt like wrong and awkward and just not like loving at all. Mm. So I ended that with him, like kind of slow faded him out, to be honest with you. And of course I opened Facebook like a year ago and he proposed to his current girlfriend in Paris. And there's that moment where you're like, that could have been me, mm. <laughs> you know, if I wasn't so darn picky. Yeah. And then you start to second guess your decisions. And I'm like, wow, like if I had only. But then you think, no, no, no. You got to trust that past version of yourself because she knew what she was doing in, for her in that moment. And it's all led you here. Even if you feel like you're you know, sitting here empty handed. No, like it's it's for the best. Like that could have yeah. ended in, you know, what if we were getting engaged in Paris right now? Like we, we could get divorced next year. Yeah. And that's not 
what I want to set myself up for. I mean, it happens inevitably sometimes, but like you don't want to set yourself up for that just by settling, you know? I totally agree. And it's also, I think about the people who, when you said that story, like I think about the people who I, who I really mourned and who moved on and I wished that I had been with and I wished that they'd loved me and I wished that I hadn't let them go. And now I'm like, and at the time I was like, oh my God, like I miss them so much. Now I think about them in hindsight and I'm like, can I, can you imagine having children with those people? Can you imagine, (laughs) imagine having to, you know, manage finances with them. Imagine taking them on a family vacation, like absolutely not. Imagine having sex with them for the rest of your life. Literally, that's what I was thinking of. I'm like, but Katie, remember why you left. Remember why it didn't work out. And that's that. Yeah, you do find yourself mourning because you selectively forget all the bad stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like, um, again, Taylor Swift, she's like, um, she's like, I, I'm over you until I forget why I needed to be over you or whatever oh that God. line is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I, like I, I stopped calling you and then, then I forget why I needed to stop. You know, you forget, but you don't, but you do. You know, it's one of those things. It's like actually this thing, it's called like positive retrospection. So like when we look back at our past, our brain often like suppresses the bad things and keeps all the good stuff because it wants us to like, yeah, it wants us to be optimistic. It wants to protect our self-esteem. It wants to protect our mood. And so when you look back at a relationship and you can only remember the good things, Mm -hmm. that is, that is that is why. That is why. It's because yeah. your brain is like playing tricks on you to make sure that you continue to be positively reinforced and don't like end up in a deep dark. Give cave. up. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse, huh? Yeah, absolutely. You might repeat past mistakes, but yeah. You, gotta learn. <laughs> you learn them a few times over, then they're really reinforced. You double dip. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I love being able to talk about brands that I use on the podcast, and this is a brand that I've been personally using for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive Women's Multivitamin Gummies, are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help you convert food into fuel. They also have calcium and vitamin D to support bone health and healthy hair, skin, and nails. And for those of you who may be watching your sugar intake they now have a zero sugar version made with plant-based sweeteners including stevia extract and monk fruit extract with just two delicious gummies nature's way alive women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day to learn more visit naturesway.com slash Gemma and use code Gemma 10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins terms and conditions apply valid through June 30th Many people feel anxious when they think about their finances. It can be really overwhelming, stressful, even feel hopeless, especially when we're in our 20s and we're first starting out and not really sure what to do. 
But when you have a solid financial plan in place, this anxiety turns into confidence. Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Whether you are trying to manage your money in your 20s or trying to run a small business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit helps you take control through products from Intuit like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks and MailChimp. Intuit has helped a hundred million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. Let's be a bit vulnerable for a second. The last few months have been quite stressful for me, leading to a lot of hair thinning, which is so much more normal than I first thought. About half of us are going to experience hair thinning at some point in our lives, but that doesn't leave you completely helpless. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to you based on your biology, your life stage and lifestyle factors. And the process is super simple. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker and healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code PSYCHOLOGY. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com promo code psychology. That's Nutrafol.com promo code psychology. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair and Anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. You live in New York. I feel like that's a dream for a lot of people. You work for yourself. You have the three things Carrie Bradshaw was always looking for. An apartment, a boyfriend, a job. Um, But I think it's really interesting. Another thing in our 20s that people ask me about quite a bit is moving to a new city and how to build Mm -hmm. community. And I'm wondering Mm. if you could speak to that, especially since you're in one of the biggest cities in the world. How do you build community? How do you make new friends? How do you find a home in a new place? Yeah. I mean, I definitely consider myself to be one of those like introverted extroverts where Mm. I'm good with people. I'm good with like with with new people, but I have to be in the mood and my battery dies quick. It's like, that's how I feel. And so moving to New York, I was actually the first of, I very fortunately, a lot of my friends also ended up getting jobs here right out of college. I moved here a month after I graduated college. I'd gotten a corporate job. They wanted me here. So it actually worked Mm. out perfectly. Um, But a bunch of my friends lived in New Jersey. So they were just commuting in, taking the ferry into the city, still Mm. living at home, saving money. But I am from Maryland, so it's a little bit too far of a commute. So I just, I needed to move here and I need to move here fast. So I picked like the, the cheapest, uh, you know, decently close to my 
my job apartment I could find in Hell's Kitchen ended up being mouse infested, cockroach <gasps> infested. Oh no. yeah. No. Oh yeah. But I, I grew in like, if that didn't scare me out of New York, like, you know, you know, you're, you belong here. Mm. If that, that was my first, I felt like, you know, I was in never grow up Taylor Swift. Like I tuck myself in and turn the nightlight on. Like oh. that was me like every night for like the first like three months until like people started visiting me at least. So I had to, you know, cultivate a sort of community fast because I, being this like introverted, extroverted person, like I, I definitely need people or I tend to go insane, especially, I mean, this was when I was still at my corporate job. So I had like a bunch of, I had coworkers, thank God. I don't know how I would have done this, like this current freelance life that I live in my first year. Like it, it was tough because I was also young. I was, you know, fresh out of college, like mm. had, had lived with in my sorority house, like really recently like I was just used to having like girls around all the time so it was hard to adjust but I think like my, my biggest piece of advice or like strategy I did a lot of sliding into people's dms on instagram interesting and I still do and I have no shame like I find people in so many different ways I mean tiktok makes it so easy now because also they give you like they kind of feed you people in your area like I get a lot of new york content on TikTok, I don't know if everyone gets that, but like I think like when I'm home in Maryland, mm-hmm. I get Maryland content. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I get TikTok Sydney knows content. these things, yeah. right? So, like you can kind of find, and especially with TikTok, you can find kind of like you know micro creators as well, like people that are just mm. you know nor- everyday people that are just posting their outfits. Which like I I love that. I I follow a ridiculous amount of people on on TikTok now that just for like outfit content. <laughs> oh my God, really? Uh, that aren't like your typical influencer, but are they're mm. influencing me? Yeah. <laughs> so I would I would find someone like that. I mean, back you know just on Instagram and whatever, and I would just like DM and be like, hey, like I love your outfit here. I love your vibe. Whatever. I literally slide in and be like, do you want to get coffee or drinks and whatever the worst thing they can do is like open it not reply you know just say yeah sure but never coordinate a time it's kind of like a dating app like you're not always going to get a hit but you actually like you might I mean I've actually met people recently um that have told me that they've used bumble bff as well to do a very similar thing it's like if you don't want to if you don't feel comfortable doing it over on tiktok on instagram bumble bff like you can find friends that way And I think the thing about New York is people are always, you know, I I at least personally feel people are always willing to expand their circle Mm. because it's not like, you know, it's, oh, hey, let's meet at this bar at 7 p.m. or like this, this restaurant. It's like not like, it's easy, I think, because we're all kind of close together, like sandwiched Mm. together here at least. But in any place, I mean, Bumble BFF is a great way to do it. Just shamelessly sliding into DMs. Like, I think it's the most fun story that like a few of my friends that I I'm very close with now I'm like oh yeah Katie slid in my dms like they're like Katie slid. I'm like, yeah, yeah I did no shame absolutely yeah. no shame um and then through that I've actually I joined a book club through that like I I yeah you just gotta get your foot in the door <laughs> and it's really not awkward it's not like you might feel like it is but everyone everyone's just trying to like find their people especially in a big city because like big cities are the places where you can feel the most lonely totally you know surrounded by people yeah spot on I think that's so spot on one more I'm gonna add to that list which I'm sure you did ask to be friendship set up as well 
So like when Ooh. I, yeah. So when Tell I, me more about that. This is like something that happened to me when I moved to Sydney. So like Sydney is the biggest city in Australia. Not as big as New York. It's still tiny. But um, I moved from Canberra, which is like no one knows where that is. It's like a tiny, it's like our capital city. It's tiny. And I really didn't know anyone and I wasn't working. And so the first, and I'd just gone through a breakup. So it was just like, I was like peak loneliness. And I like messaged one of my friends and I was like, do you have any people who live in Sydney who you think I would like? And she was like, as a matter of fact, I do. And she put us both into a group chat together. Was like, I think you two would be friends and then left the group chat. And so we were kind of awkwardly there being like, do we get a drink? And we were like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and this is like, and fl- like flash forward, fast forward, I guess. This like friend of mine like came on my family vacation with me last year, like had New Year's and Christmas at my house. And I'd known her for like seven months. And it was like, I just met like a soulmate. So you yeah. never know. You never know. They just come out of the woodwork and you're like, how come we, how come I've never met you before? Like, right. What was I doing? And then you can't imagine your life without them. Like, it's like... Genuinely. And you wouldn't have... And then you have that moment of being proud of yourself, which yeah. I think life is all about just like finding reasons or creating reasons for you to feel proud of yourself. Yeah. You know, taking risks, doing things that like re- require a lot of bravery. Life is all about just like collecting those moments. So like when you're at a low point, you just sit here and think, wait a second though. Like I, maybe I, this is something bad that's happening to me and I'm like not feeling my best right now, but look at all the stuff that I've done. Look at all the times that like Mm. I went out there and tried, even if it wasn't reciprocated, even if it didn't work out and like, look at all, look at the life that I've created for myself. Feel the fear and do it anyways, right? Like you've just got to. Amen. I love that saying. I know we're like. Me too. It's the pump up episode. I'm like life advice. You're going to get it all, even if you didn't ask for it. Unsolicited. <laughs> um, well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I, of course. And I would really, I just want to plug all your content. I'm going to say this. I was watching Katie's YouTube channel when I was in high school. And it was so funny because you went to like university like two years before me. College, sorry. And I was like, ooh, this looks fun. Like. I'm going to go to a, I'm going to like go to a campus and like go to a dorm and like do all these things. And so I feel like it's just like big sister advice. You were always providing me with the big sister advice. And I really think that your content is so evergreen and beautiful and inclusive and warm and very like pretty. I know that sounds so weird. Pretty. I feel like I ended on a bad one. Beautiful. How about that? I like pretty. Pretty is a good word. It's just, yeah. it's good. It's probably top of mind, summer I turn pretty, you know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So um, <laughs> where can they find you if they want to hear more from you? Sure. You can just type my name into most social media platforms and I have some sort of footprint there. It's Katie with a Y. Don't mess it up like my boyfriend did the first time. <laughs> K-A-T-Y, Bilotti, B-E-L-L-O-T-T-E, Bilotti, pronounced like Pilates, but spelled B-E-L-L-O-T-T-E. Type that in most everywhere. I have this podcast called Match Made in Manhattan, which is like my newest baby with my two best friends. We talk actually like in depth. We share way too much on there. Every it. episode ends up being being ex- explicit rating. We produce it, self-produce, self-film and record in my apartment every week. And you guys should definitely check it out because we talk about the ups and downs of dating it's week. really really good it's it's people always ask me what podcast I listen to 
Match Made in Manhattan. That's my my background podcast. No, it's so great. It's so weird being like asking you questions about yourself as if like I didn't hear it on the podcast. Just like <laughs> it's so awkward. But I want to thank you again for com- for coming on board. And as always, if you enjoy this episode, please feel free to leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening right now. If someone needs to hear this episode, if someone needs to hear Katie's wisdom, my wisdom as well, I guess. Um, please send them this episode. And if you have an episode suggestion. Follow us at That Psychology Podcast to send it through there. Thank you as always, and we will be back next week. Ugh, our 20s. The drunk dialing, the forgetting to wash our face at night, and yes, neglecting our teeth. Don't do that last one. You only get one set of teeth, so you need to protect them. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface and locks in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. Pronamel also makes a new mouthwash, which helps to repair acid-weakened enamel beyond brushing alone. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy your toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit pronamel.com today. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock, one at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8am to 8pm with giveaways dropping every hour on the hour. It is the perfect time to try, like and share black lead products. It's free, it's for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black lead products that are creating a new world of choice at Walmart. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I love being able to talk about brands that I use on my podcast, and I've personally been using this one for over five years. Our sponsor, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are specifically formulated for women. They contain 16 vitamins and minerals, including the full B vitamin complex to help convert food into fuel and have the added benefit of supporting healthy hair, skin, and nails. With just two delicious gummies, Nature's Way Alive, women's multivitamin gummies are an easy way to feel like your best self every day. To learn more, visit naturesway.com slash Gemma10 and use code Gemma10 at checkout for 10% off any alive women's multivitamins. Terms and conditions apply valid through June 30th.